0: Sona, this was a very nice day today. It was. Because uh, over here at our headquarters, we got this great gift, Tillamook ice cream. I'm a monster for ice cream. I know you are too.
1: I want to take a bath in it and then I want to eat eat the eye in the eat the bath Wait, what? I want to like bathe in it, yeah. but then I want to eat it as I'm bathing
0: Yeah, it. yeah, that's a simple concept. You made it much more complicated. I know, I'm sorry. <laughs> Fill a bathtub with Tillamook ice cream. I will get in it and then I will eat my way out. Yes, that's all okay, you need to do. okay. There we go.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah, they yeah. They have
0: so many great it's such good ice cream and they have so many great flavors. I mean, just off the top of my head, I I don't know. Birthday cake, caramel swirl, banana split, caramel toffee crunch, chocolate chip, chocolate, chocolate chip cookie <laughs> dough. I think there's butter pecan, cookies and cream, french vanilla, with chocolate peanut butter. Malted moose shake, I think, is one. I can't remember too well. Mounted huckleberry, Tillamook mudslide, Marionberry pie, monster cookie, old-fashioned vanilla, Rocky Road, Oregon dark cherry, waffle cone swirl, peppermint bark. I'm, I don't, I'm just going off memory here. But <laughs> holiday sugar cookie, orange and cream. Anyway, so many great <laughs> flavors. And uh, just incredible. You know, they they really put, and they come in family-sized cartons. Mm. Also, you're in good hands with the Tillamook brand. They make over 200 different dairy products and the brand is farmer-owned and led by dairy experts. Find Tillamook ice cream near you at Tillamook.com. I'm gonna spell it for you. That's how much I care about this product. T-I-L-L-A-M-O-O-K.com. <laughs> This episode is brought to you by McDonald's. Not sure you've heard of them. (laughs) Up and coming uh, little restaurant, but they're making it. They're the little engine that could...
2: and I feel just fine about being Conan O'Brien's friend.
3: Fall is here, hear the yell, back to school, ring the bell, brand new shoes, walk and climb the fence, books and pens, I can tell that we are gonna be friends. Yes, I can tell that we are gonna be
0: friends. Hey there, and welcome to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend. Is my little podcast that i really enjoy doing it's uh shockingly fun to do this show i'm really enjoying it and uh i'm particularly enjoying it because i'm doing it uh with some fun people my trusty assistant, Sona obsession
1: Hi, Conan. How are you? I'm doing very well. You're
0: acting sort of professional right now. What's going on?
1: I am a professional uh, business person. <laughs> what? <laughs> what are
0: you talking about?
1: I don't know. Why are you trying to be no so idea. prim? Like you? I don't know. Okay. I, I thought maybe if I just... You know, acted. Fake it till you make it. More mature, you wouldn't uh, shit on me. <laughs> I don't.
0: I don't think I do that, is that I really don't. We,
1: oh, come on. I
0: don't. Uh, first of all, because we heard his voice creep in, I think he should be introduced as well. He's a, a podcaster extraordinaire, Mr. Matt Gorley. How are you? Hello, Mr. O'Brien. What is your official title again? <laughs> I believe I'm a producer, but are you a producer? Or are you the, the producer? Pro- you're the producer. Yeah. 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 Okay. I mean, uh, and, and you've, a responsible, you have like nine other podcasts, don't you?
3: At any, Seriously. Not at any given time, but over life, sure, yeah. Okay, yeah. but you've made hundreds of podcasts. <laughs> yes, <laughs> different <laughs> kinds. Certainly. Too You're many. like
0: Kung Fu, you just wander the West, <laughs> a stranger making podcasts. And Sadly, yeah. yeah. No, that's not yeah. sad, that's it's, very neat. It's a little sad. Do you think, cool. Matt, uh, Sona just said something that disturbed me because yeah. I, I mm-hmm. do uh, love Sona, we've been together a long time. Uh, and she said that. What was, in your words? I I said you shit on me. I do not. I do not. I really
3: don't think I do. Well, at risk of, at at getting rid of this goodwill you seem to have for me right now, you do. You shit all over her. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. What are you talking Thank about? You. Said, yeah, <laughs> you and talk- you shit on Matt
1: too.
0: Yeah, that's you not shit true. on both of us. That is yeah. not true. It's a shit fest. I, yeah, stop it, please. Yeah. I'm
3: asking. We're shit catchers. <laughs>
0: If anyone out there thinks this is true, they would be phoning in right now, and they're not. None it's of not the, none, a phone in here. None of the lights are You've light. Pulled the
3: phones from. The, I see no lights going off. I
1: don't think that's I how see podcasts not, work. I, I see,
3: heard you yelling in the studio. I want no goddamn phones within a hundred yards. I'm of looking you. at the switchboard
0: right now. No calls coming in of confirmation. <laughs> a switchboard. I think I've been quite supportive of both of you. I think sometimes, uh, like any person who's operating at my level. Uh oh my God. with so many different gears turning, so many plates spinning, so many different synapses firing at once, making jokes, but at the same time solving complex quadratic equations, uh. I sometimes probably become a little impatient. And if I do, then I apologize. Oh. Yeah. No, not to you two.
1: Oh. To anyone who has to
0: to anyone who has to listen to it. Um now I I care for you, and if you feel that I've been unjust to you. I care for you. I care for (laughs) you. I've been programmed to care for you.
1: (laughs) Oh, no, I I know it's out of love. It's like uh, when my brother used to beat me up. My mom would be like, (laughs) oh, it's because he loves you. Your brother beat you up? Yeah, he was my brother. He beat me up. This is Danny. Danny. Danny, my brother, used to, you know, he, he was-
0: He didn't beat you up. He used to just probably wrestle you, He like your...
1: bruise and batter me, but right. he beat me up like a sibling beats up their sibling.
0: I never uh, struck any of my siblings.
1: I hard, find that very hard to
0: believe. Yeah, it wasn't true at all. <laughs> it was a constant flying fist in my house. Constant- <laughs>
1: There I'd were four boys in your family. Four
0: boys and two girls that know how to fight. Oh. And my grandmother knew how to fight. She lived with us. <laughs>
1: what?
0: Yeah, she used to break the leg off a chair and just start wailing <laughs> on us. Oh, no. <laughs> True story. Yeah, and then my dad would come in the room and he'd say, I want a piece of this. And he'd go at it. And then my mom would come down the chimney, dressed as Santa for reasons you <laughs> still don't understand because it was August. And she'd start <laughs> swinging a chain around. She used to have a big chain that she would swing.
1: Everyone had weapons. We were
0: called the Fighting O'Briens, yeah. <laughs> People would walk by our house and just hear smack crash bash but uh, and
1: that was just the sounds you were making from your mouth
0: <laughs> oh yeah we were all just lying quietly on the rug going smash bash crash no one was actually uh i bruised very easily yeah tough times for me growing up big family a lot of love but a lot of fighting yeah gorley uh, how many siblings
3: what? uh originally one and then two more came along in a second marriage okay yeah not mine what? Not my Wait, what? What? No, I didn't huh? think you could get more siblings if you, what? Well, it's, it's hard talking to explain. Plan. It's hard to explain. We do a little things a little differently at the Gorley <laughs> household.
0: It's so weird. Gorley got married a second time, and then he got some other brothers. What? How does that, that work? Where are you from? What's your story, man? You wouldn't be able to comprehend it. No, probably not. It's nice. Uh, I'm excited because Me we too. got a special guest today. Mm-hmm. This is a gentleman who I've known for 26 years. Wow. He's been by my side through many of the highs and lows of a show business career that uh, defies explanation. He's got his own podcast now that's debuting. You're a trendsetter. Yes, called The Three Questions with Andy Richter. And the first episode is out today. Andy's uh, one of the funniest people I've ever met. Consistently funny, fascinating guy, uh, terrific mind. Mm -hmm. This would be a podcast I would listen to if I wasn't already listening to it because he's my friend find it on Apple Podcasts Stitcher wherever you get your podcasts wherever store you buy them whatever Fresh Market's getting you your podcasts get the three questions with Andy Richter as again uh, first episode out today and then I think it's going to air on Tuesdays that's when it's going to drop so Andy thanks for being here If people could see the face you made just now, like a petulant child. (laughs)
2: It's (laughs) fine. No, I mean, I already am your friend. I mean, I feel that's like, it's like asking me how I... Feel about being Caucasian. Right. <laughs> fine. Well, how do you feel about being Caucasian? Uh, <laughs> Actually, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's what got its am I to do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, we are a virus on the face of the earth, us white people, but you know, we're fine. <laughs> yeah. We're building up the earth's immune system. Sure, we are. I think that's an interesting place to start because
0: every now and then, over the years, and it's been 26 years now that I've known you, you and I will be someplace together or be walking down the street together or be, and (laughs) I see the look on people's faces. It's like if Herman Munster and Grandpa (laughs) went someplace together in full costume, people have this very funny reaction. And they, I think in their minds, I know in the early days, like in the 90s, I do think people thought that You know, we were so new on the scene and so seemingly out of place. I think our fans back in 93, 94 thought that you and I finished the show and went home to an apartment and slept in a bunk bed for two. That's right. You know, I took the top or the bottom, whatever,
2: and we snored in
0: sequence like the Three Stooges.
2: (laughs) That was sort of the feeling at the time. Yeah, and, uh, well, and I mean, and I think for years and years, what I would always hear was, hey, where's Conan? Right, it'd be like I don't know, his house probably, you <laughs> yeah, know, home with his family. We uh, are we are adults, yeah, yeah. It's, uh, and I think people, and you've said that people have said that. To yes, you, yes. So people would say, "Where's yeah, Andy?" Uh, yeah. Uh, what? Yeah. Although what? walking around with you is like you know you come in terms of like being noticeable. You're like a Mardi Gras parade float <laughs> because there will there have been times when we've been walking around together. And people will come up and want to take a picture, and they're like, I love the show. I watch it all the time. And they just, like, hand me their phone <laughs> to take the picture. <laughs> and I just don't think it's – and I don't think that they're being rude or that they're lying about watching the show. I just don't think that they register, like, me as as some – you know, they're, they're, all they can see is you. I have –
0: uh yeah, I don't know if it's the hair or there's something. It's, it's all of it. It's all of it. Yeah, yeah. The fact that I'm a very flamboyant dresser. Right, right, right. And I go out in public. Right, I dress. And that a,
2: big arrow that you carry that says Conan <laughs> O'Brien here. <laughs> that <laughs> points, points to points, me. Points at your head. <laughs> points to my head. Yeah,
0: uh, yeah. There's something about that. I don't, it's it's funny because. I mean, I'll take us back to the beginning because it does fascinate me that it's been this long. Uh, I remember meeting you when I was looking for, I got the late night gig, Robert Smile and I were looking for writers and I met you and I look at pictures, uh, you're a couple of years younger than I am, Mm -hmm. but at the time I was, had just turned 30 and Mm -hmm. you were like 25. When was that? It was 93. Yeah. So yeah, 27. Oh, okay. Anyway, when I look at those photos now of you at that age, we both look like children. Yes. But you look much, much younger than me. Yeah. And at the time I met you, you were, had never, I mean, you'd just done, I think, Cabin Boy- Mm-hmm. Was a movie that you had been in with Chris Elliott, yeah. but that was the only kind of legitimate thing that you had done.
2: I did one other cable movie. I did one scene in the cable movie, which is the first thing that I'd done, and then I'd done stage stuff. But right. yeah, no, but not like yeah, not not movie or TV or anything, right? Like that. And
0: so what's interesting is I meet you, and I immediately, right away, we just clicked, and I thought we've I've we've got to get this guy on the show. And I told that to Robert Smigel. Yeah. We've, we've got to get, we just need to hire Andy Richter. I love Andy Richter. We've got to hire him right away. He's, he's perfect for the show. I, you know, I was not saying specifically, no one at the time thought you'd be doing anything every night on camera, but it was just like, we've got to get this guy in there. We don't have any writers yet, maybe one or two, but we've got to get Andy Richter on board. And Robert Smigel said, well, we really, we need to see his packet first of material. And I remember thinking, I don't care <laughs> about this packet. <laughs> He's just really, uh, really so funny. And all of your personality came out. We just went to a deli and hung out together for really not that long. And I thought, just at a very gut level, we've got to get this guy on board. No, and- we
2: understood. You. We're from the same tribe, you know, like just in terms of like silliness and stupidity and stuff. And I, And there are people that I've met. Throughout my life that have been like, and you were definitely one of those where it's like, oh, yeah, I know this guy. Yes. Like, and I and I can be as absolutely stupid as I want to be, and he will love it. You yes. Yeah.
0: You used to do a thing routinely whenever uh, – the lights would dim in the studio or go out for a second. Just even when we were working on something and the lights would just go down for a second and then come back on again, you'd go, my pearls! (laughs) (laughs) That always killed me, because it's such a 1930s, it's a 1930s trope that when the lights go out and then go back on again, a woman's pearls are gone. And um, you and another uh, writer on the show, Tommy Blacha, who is a friend of yours, who you brought on board, brilliant writer one of the great writers of uh, on our show's history, uh, you two had the two filthiest, I'm trying to put it the right way. You un- you had an understanding and a facility with uh, scatology. Sure. That just blew my mind. That's right. <laughs> and since then, I've been in situations later on where people would say, well, okay, this guy, watch out. You know, he gets pretty blue with him. Oh, you yeah. go kind of over the edge and be like, no, 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 no. Mm-mm. No, no, I've spent years with Andy Richter. There's not a thing you can say no. that I haven't heard.
2: It's always kills me like when they'll be like, oh, that new Tim Burton movie is dark. And I'll be like, that is not fucking dark. Right. Like, you know, <laughs> like threatening to shit in someone's mouth. That's dark. <laughs> oh you know, I mean, God. you know, but I mean, but it's uh, it's also too, I don't. It, also, if yeah. you shit in someone's mouth, you need their cooperation. <laughs> or a sedative. That's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got a it. sedative and some sort of uh, pry, you know, some sort of method to keep it pried open. And also, quite frankly, muscle control. That's it's, true. It's not, unless the person's got a huge mouth.
1: Oh, my
2: God. See? No, it's what true. What is happening? These are, but the Andy's bringing I'm, up. I'm, I'm demonstrating what Andy's, he's talking about.
0: Andy's bringing up a really good point, that if you're going to defecate, uh, into someone's mouth. Right. There's <laughs> thought and imagination that have to, has
2: to go into it and Andy's put in the work and yeah. the planning. Okay. No, oh, I mean, it's like, uh, you give me a job, I'm gonna figure out how to do it. <laughs> 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 no, I, I mean, quite seriously, there's nothing funnier than the human body. There's nothing funnier that we than, than we all walk around thinking that we have some form of dignity when we're basically oozing stuff all the time. Right. <laughs> that like the best... Times that you spend are when you're like either stuffing something in your face or like, you know, like exchanging fluids with somebody. That's like what life is. It's all greasy and messy and fantastic. And the fact that we walk around like, oh, you know, like that's that's above me. Right. right, it makes you think yeah. of
0: Pierce Brosnan in a different way. Yeah, yeah. You know? Right. Suddenly, whenever you, a uh, Pierce Brosnan wearing like a really well-coiffed, you know, right, right. haircut and and with a really nice suit and you're like, ah, you're just ooze. <laughs> you're just a bunch <laughs> of ooze. You know,
2: you know, my and friend. you were oozing last night and you'll my ooze friend, tomorrow. My friend, <laughs> Tim Long, who <laughs> was a writer on The Simpsons. Right. He said this one thing <laughs> once and I, I, I I don't know why it's so fascinating to me, but I, or why I love it so much, but it sort of demonstrates this. He said that, like, even, like, like, at least once a week, even the Queen of England gets her own shit on her hand. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, that's probably true. I mean, we all get our own shit on our hands, and then you know it's just like a fact of life. And the fucking Queen of England is oh no! <laughs> corn. When did I have corn? When did I have corn? When did I have corn? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Can we say that story? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, this was what? this was this was uh, this is a
2: famous old famous story. story. This is yeah. Well, uh, one of the one okay, you it's go. A camp and, legend. It's, it's a camp legend. It's a camp legend at our show. Yeah. Yes,
0: and now um, let the lawsuits fly. But Andy, why yeah. don't you go? Uh, Is Brian McCann? Was yeah, it Brian, Brian
2: McCann? McCann? Well, Brian McCann, he had, Brian McCann had a friend who was Brian a, McCann was a one, another great writer for our show yeah. and performer from the years Minty the Candy Cane and uh, the Coconut Guy. I don't remember. He Randall played a mil- million yeah, yeah. million guys. Yeah. Um, so Brian McCann had a friend, or his wife had a friend who was a dancer in the touring company of Hello Dolly when uh carol channing was in in the show right and, and the oh. one story that he did have is that like there was a point in the show where all the dancers come and then they have a like a little set like move that they do they come at come in a circle and they in a line kind of do a little dance and apparently one show this guy brett did like a little extra english on his dance thing. <laughs> yeah yep. and after the show uh They said, Carol wants to talk to you. And he went into her dressing room. She said, Brett, what's the name of this show? And he said, Hello, Dolly. And she said, That's right. It's not Hello, Brett. (laughs) (laughs) And so he knew, like, okay, I can't do that again. Right. And then he just got bored one time, and he did the same thing where he got, like, an extra laugh out of some sort of dance move. And uh, she called him in again, and she's like, what's the name of this show? And he's like, hello, Dolly. She goes, that's right. You're fired.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And she fired him. Okay, okay. That's
2: the McCann-specific version. Yes. This other story— Here we go. I don't remember if it was McCann, but it is lore, especially like among—it's a very camp story. It's a very gay story, and every gay person knows this story as far as I know. Carol Channing, supposedly someone in the show— they're, in a the, they're at a, a theater, a touring theater, where the bathroom for the rest of the cast doesn't work. And Carol, who apparently was a very generous and lovely person in many ways, yeah. said, well, they can just use my bathroom. Right. We'll share it. So, yeah. So, I guess it was in her dressing room, and somebody was in there. And Carol came in, and she's <laughs> the story of the version I heard is that she comes in, and she's, like, slamming, and was like, God. Like angry, so this person just like silently picked up their legs in the stall that they were in, right? And and there's two stalls. There's two stalls, and and they just decided to be quiet. And Carol Channing went into the other stall, let her rip. (laughs) Then Then there's a pause. You got up and went like, and the person heard corn. When did I have corn? Case. Now, oh. who knows if it's true? I okay, first of all, I don't want to be sued by this okay, so
0: first of all, so that story gets told and then it's the writer's room, so that's just where we start. Right. <laughs> so then we started riffing around That <laughs> turned into, what if it was a special production of Hello, Dolly? Where she sings, Hello, Dolly! And then she can fire herself across yeah. the room on a stream of high-powered corn. Yeah. <laughs> where she, yeah, and the crowd actually, would go, oh, oh. and applaud. And she actually, yeah, and it was like, see the great, the great corn <laughs> yeah. rendition, the flying she would corn rendition of <laughs> the stage on a stream
2: of shit. <laughs> My God. If that was, if that was the kind of stuff we could have done, we'd still have the Tonight Show. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and America would be a better place. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: If you can't find it in California, man, you got a problem. Yeah. I shouldn't have done that. I made that up on my own. Anyway, I love California. Discover why California is the ultimate playground. Head to visitcalifornia.com to start planning your trip today. On the way in today, Sona, I was thinking about just how much has changed over the years. Yeah. You know, when I was a kid... We were all dancing the Jitterbug and the Watusi. And then you grow up now and there's mosh pits and everything's gone (laughs) cuckoo. There's this new thing called rap. I don't know what's (laughs) happening anymore. But guess what? In a world full of change, there's one thing that hasn't changed. Mm -hmm. The great taste of Miller Lite. Are you with me on this? Oh,
1: yeah. I'm right there with you. Yeah.
0: And you know, another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less Filling.
1: Yeah. I hate
0: a filling beer. Yeah. When I have a filling beer, I just want to sit down in a beanbag chair for six days, but not uh-huh. with Miller Lite. So what's the best thing about the original light beer? Mm-hmm. Back in 1975, the big debate in America was what's more important, that it- Um, you also had this ability, this crazy, eerie ability to, I don't even think you're, I think you're fine with your tech savvy, but when it came to putting something insane and upsetting on someone else's computer. Oh, yeah. You oh.
2: were able to go, stuff we're not allowed to do anymore. No, no, no. It but was, of course, this was, was a different time, It was kids. a different time, and it was, and I don't think I, I think it was always to men. I never yes. did this. No, too. no, you always did it to men. I always, and I, it was usually, it was the more uptight people, like Brian Kylie, who's uh, a hilarious writer who's been uh, one of our monologue people, but he's very... Irish Catholic uptight. Yeah. You know, Brian
0: makes me look like Hugh Hefner. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh,
2: So I just would like, uh, and these were, these are fairly early days in the internet, you know, like it wasn't. Yeah. You were, you were a pioneer. Yeah. I mean, I just, but also too, of course, like within the first minute that, you know, this new technology being born, it's just like, well, can we see pictures, naked people and fucking like, yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. So, around the office that was like when we st- i mean it was my first exposure to the internet on a regular basis there i think of any like uh, office area that i worked right. at but um so, but yeah, Brian, so there Brian was Ka- lots of lots of porn and like jordan schlansky let's talk about porno <laughs> jordan schlansky was in an office he shared an office with He's a an few associate people. producer on our yeah, show yeah, yeah yeah but i mean everybody knows who he yeah. is but um he set it up so that his computer faced away from the door And he'd be at his desk, and I'd, you know, like stick my head in and say hi or something. He'd go like, hey, come here and come see this. And I would come around the corner, and I learned quickly, don't go, when he (laughs) says this, don't do this. Because I would come around the corner just in time to see just a nude lower third of a body in rubber pants filling it up with shit. Oh, my God. Somehow filling up like rubber pants with just an incredible volume of shit. And he'd be like, ha ha, how about that, huh? <laughs> right. I'm like, fuck you, man. I'm not going to do that anymore. Oh, now, not I, anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, okay my no, rubber no, pants no, I mean, phase is over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, no, but uh, you- uh, But you- I would find, I would find like- Usually, usually uh, big hairy man having sex and put it on Brian Kiley's computer. <laughs> and I just got to where I could do it. And I would put it as a screensaver so that when he would, and he, I don't think he really had a good idea how to not get it, but I could do it very quickly. So he'd get up for just a second and I'd be in that room hanging out, talking or something, and he'd get up for just a second, and he'd leave his computer unlocked, and I just could quickly, like, Google, I don't know if it was even Google at the time, but, you know, maybe Excite or (laughs) Yahoo, uh, and look up just, like, bears, you know, which is, like, gay men, like, bears sex, and then quickly just find, like, you know, a big hairy butthole getting pounded. And put it up on his as his screensaver, and it was you know it's the kind of fun you had back in '94. Back in '94, those were the that was what people did. Yes, that's what. And
0: and to be fair, everyone did it. Yes, I mean, every in every walk of life
2: uh, (laughs) did it. Yep, Ted Kennedy used to do that all the time. (laughs)
1: Yep,
2: Mother Teresa. So it's so funny because looking back on it.
0: People experience a show one way. They're watching it at home or at night or late at night or they're stoned and they're watching this weird late night show. But then I think people refer to them as kind of Larry Sanders moments where what really happens, what's going on there. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I've told people over the years is that in the commercial breaks, because you're seated to the right of the person, if you know you're, you're seated to the other side of the person and you're seated slightly back. The commercial break would start. We don't talk about this anymore. I haven't done it in years. Yeah, yeah. But the music would kick in, and I'd thank the guest, and the guest would get up and leave, and you'd move back to the seat next to me. And you'd lean over and tell me exactly what kind of plastic surgery they had. had. (laughs) Because you had this angle on their
2: faces. Yeah. Again, I don't want to give names of people. It's gotten better. But you Uh, used to say- Plastic surgery has gotten much better over the years. But you used to be able to see, it was all neck scars. It It was was, like neck scars and yeah. You told me about a person who will go unnamed, Uh who
0: had had the face pulled back so many times. It was a man. Face pulled back so many times that you saw the hair from the sideburns went behind the ear. <laughs> I had, heard and, I had I, heard and you lean forward, and this is a wow. very famous person, and you lean forward, and the music's playing. And I say, Thanks a lot, famous person. And they leave, and it's. And he leans over and went, Okay, all right. And I lean in, I go, What? And you're like, Okay, the face is pulled back so far that the sideburns are
2: behind it's the ear. E- it was weird. Yeah. It was beard from underneath beard. the chin. Yeah, from He has to shave behind his ears. Yeah. Because whiskers grew behind his ears. Yes,
0: and uh, I remembered that just being this, like, who knows? There's this whole other world that nobody knows about that's yeah. happening on this show. And I had
2: heard that. I had heard somebody told, I, I don't have any idea where, but somebody said, yeah, he's had a facelift and his beard grows behind his ears now. So when he was on the show, I certainly was like, all right, let's check this out, (laughs) you know? And it was 100% true. But I mean, there were people, too. There were, like, old fucking men with, like, where you could see, like, right in the back, like, the hairline at the top of your neck, like, where the hair comes down. Just, like, obvious scars, like, from getting— you repeated, know, yeah, like facelifts, and it's like, oh, Jesus Christ! But I don't know. This all stuff will to be to all done. his own. I don't know. I'm gonna. I what I want to do I lost is wait, and I've been. I have been thinking about maybe some sort of waddle surgery, or you want I, a waddle I, added? What do you no, want? No, no, I wouldn't. I, I don't know. As I get older, like if the waddle gets too big, I, you know, I, I might have that reduced, and I, or I probably, almost assuredly, at some point, because I have lost a fair amount of weight, and I plan on keeping it off. I I. And I said this on the show once, I, w- I will get the fat sucked out of my tits. I, uh, that is something I, I, like, yeah. I mean, I just it would be great to not have these big fucking tits. So, <laughs> man no. boobs. No, no they're tits. tits. Whatever,
0: yeah. Okay, so you're going to have the fat sucked out of them.
2: Yeah. Well, you, because you asked me once, I, I had had sinus surgery, and you accused me in like a joking way that yeah. I had had a nose job. Right. And I said, why would I bother? I said, my nose is fine. I'd, I'd rather, I, if I was going to do anything, I'd get the fat sucked out of my tits. <laughs> and, um, would this be something you'd be uh, willing for us to film? Fuck yeah. If it, uh, if it gets paid for. Well, no. You, <laughs> no, well, I'm, not, I'm not paying for it if you're going to film it.
0: Well, no. I think if you should, if you're going to get the surgery anyway, and you're getting paid to work here on the show i think we should get to film it but you no. still have to pay no uh, sona can you jump in that here that
1: doesn't make any sense no, sona you make should no. step out
0: well, you should you I'm shouldn't not. be in this listen gorley when i jump in here for a second make any sense gorley are out
2: yeah uh, <laughs> <laughs> i uh, no i'm no schlansky you can't <laughs> strong arm me into something no uh, uh, yeah i've no.
0: always wondered what would happen i have this perverse that if i went let's say we had like three weeks off in the summer or something, and I went and got radical. (laughs) Like things pulled back in this radical way. Yeah. And came back and it was just painful to look at. And I looked very different. Who, I, I think most people wouldn't say anything most people working here, uh, I know no. that. No, I know that you right away. Well, you wouldn't say anything, Sona, because you'd be the one that drove me yeah, to Phoenix, true. Arizona, that's- for the giant face fry. Yeah, but and I know, and I think out of politeness, there's a lot of people who work here who probably be like, they'd be talking behind my back for sure. Yeah, yeah. I know you'd go right up to me and go, "What the fuck yeah. did you do?" Yeah, yeah. Because, and
1: I'd say, yeah. "I did nothing. <laughs> I just went out in the sun. That's
2: all." Yeah. Yeah, lizard tongue. What, we worked with someone. Yes, we did. That. And what was the what was the cover story? We knew someone. We knew who someone had surgery, and their cover story for it of the for their very obvious sto- surgery was, and I don't remember exactly.
0: They came back, and they had had uh, obvious facial surgery. And they said that they were injured uh, uh, playing softball. And we were all just like, please don't, just don't say anything. You don't have to say anything. As far
2: as I know, uh, playing softball never turned someone uh, Asian. for a few months
0: <laughs> uh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah so
2: anyway that happened uh yeah oh well we should some we should mention mine yeah so' this, I was gonna should we not talk about my podcast yeah yeah okay, okay. let's do oh, that yeah, why don't I? because that's why I'm here yeah, yeah. I mean I, I, we don't speak. Uh, otherwise, Andy but and I, I have not spoken. Uh, we we go through uh, through managers and mm-hmm. lawyers. <laughs> you 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 you've called me Randy like four times in the last month. I'm sorry. Um. <laughs> I'm sorry. I mean, I I'm did. Sorry, ha- I did have an erection at the time, <laughs> <laughs> so maybe that was it. That's how I covered it. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah yeah so I got a podcast of my own coming out yeah uh, on on this same uh, cartel <laughs> on the same entertainment cartel um, and it actually uh, anyone listening to this you can go listen to the first one uh, right away my first guest is oh I think like. I know who your first guest is it's Carol Channing's lawyer. <laughs> It's Carol Channing's ghost. <laughs> How dare you?
0: How dare
2: you? I'm going to haunt your toilet. <laughs> um. <laughs> your <Corn>. toilet. <laughs> when did I have corn? But uh, yes, uh, so my the podcast I'm doing... Um, and I kind of, although I don't, I don't really want this to get out. But I, I mean, no one's listening to this. But I just really want to trick people into having like a little mini therapy session. Mm-hmm. Yeah, an incredibly like you know like unprincipled therapy session. Like who the fuck am I to have a therapy session with <laughs> you? want to be?
0: You want them to have a uh, a therapy session with an unlicensed, precisely, uh, dangerously medicated I wanted, therapist? I
2: want to get in there. I want to lift the lid on their skull, stir around in there, and fuck it all up. So I I just tried to think of a gimmick to be able to talk about those kind of topics. And so and uh, it's called the three questions. And the three questions are, um, where do you come from? Where are you going? And what have you learned? A number one people are terrified to have to talk about themselves in any kind of philosophical, emotional way. Um, but at least they know what they're in for, and they kind of and it's kind of good to get them talking about stuff that isn't what they might normally talk about, which is plugging a project or something. So, who have you offices. talked to so far? Uh, I have talked to Natasha Lyonne, uh, Lauren Bouchard, who is the creator of Bob's Burgers, Baron Vaughn, uh, Nicole Bayer, Amy Sedaris, Ron Funches, and I mean, for me, it looks like it's just like I say. It's like I, I'm only doing it because I want to. I'm interested in talking to these people about this stuff, and I'm only talking to people I'm interested in talking to. Like there have been people that they've pitched to me, and I'm like, eh, no thanks. That sounds boring. Uh, I don't want to talk to former President Barack Obama. (laughs) (laughs) Yawn. That guy's slow.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what they always say about Obama.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So today it's out on on a Monday. Then after that, it will be available on Tuesdays. So it drops. That's what the kids say. Yes. (laughs) It'll drop. It drops like a turd on Tuesdays. Think that. Turd Tuesdays. That's how a uh, mononic mm. device, mnemonic <laughs> device for the kids out
1: there.
0: Turd Tuesday. Um I listen to it and- Judge it harshly. Judge. I'll be very judgmental. I'll probably ask, since it's through my company, if we can insert just audio clips of me cackling. Cackling maniacally. Cackling. Well, this is very strange to finish a show with you, then come upstairs, do a podcast with you. I'll see you tomorrow. Yes. You probably
2: are haunted by me at night. No. My big Irish head. No. The minute I'm out of here, I don't even remember who the hell you are, (laughs) what you look like. You're out fast, aren't yeah, you? Yeah. You're out of this. I, do, I am. I am out of here fast. I do. I pride myself on, uh, I don't know if I pride myself. but As do, the show's ending, you can hear Andy's car start. There are times when, especially, because we will occasionally have a taped piece yep. that we show to an audience after the show, just to kind of get a sense of where the laughs are. Yep. I have been a number of times when I am driving before the audience has left this, I'm driving out of here before the audience has right. left the stage. The audience can see your. Right. Dodge minivan. Well, I drive through the studio honking (laughs) while they're watching the video. See you, suckers. Fuck you. So it's like I started to not stay till 10.30 at night. I'd go right. home at 8 p.m. You know, like you put
0: avocado slices on your, or what is it, cucumber slices? <laughs> it's the cliche?
2: Avocado. The cucumber slices. Avocado. avocado. Is, 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 I've been putting avocado on my eyes. Oh all no, you've years. been doing
1: it wrong. Oh, because I wake and
2: up whole, in the- whole avocado. It's, whole avocado oh. just sitting on each eye.
1: <laughs> <laughs> such a bad idea. It's cucumber slices. Oh, I yeah. wish I'd talked You're to somebody.
2: Silly. Oh well. They bring those poolside at the Four Seasons, I think. And put Ooh. them on your eyes? Yeah, yeah, I think they do. I, I think they bring no. icy cucumber slices. I'm banned from the Four Seasons. Wow. <laughs> One goddamn diet. <diatribe. laughs> One goddamn diatribe. And those people had it coming. Oh, they sure did. They sure did. They sure did.
0: Um, all right, well, Andy Richter. Thank you for the, having me. The name of the show is? Uh, the Three Questions with Andy Richter. The Three Questions with Andy Richter. Check it out today, and then it's going to drop on Tuesdays. Oh, yeah, dropping. Dropping like turds, Turd Tuesday. Turd Tuesday. Peace out. Bye. I got to say, everywhere I go, people are talking about Monopoly Go. And for good reason.
1: It's an absolute hit. Yeah. I love Monopoly.
0: People love Monopoly. And look, Monopoly's been around for a very long time. It's one of the oldest board games ever, okay? Okay. But lately, I walk around and I just hear like, Monopoly Go, Monopoly Go, Monopoly Go. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? What are you guys talking about? And they say, we're playing Monopoly Go! You can play it with your family, your friends. It's a straight delight. There's always something new to do. Partner events where you can build on each other's boards and crazy tournaments with team events you can recruit your friends for, or you can just compete to outdo them all on the leaderboards. Mm. And when you're not messing with your family and friends, Monopoly Go is always throwing new stuff at you. They have taken Monopoly to the next level. I didn't think Monopoly had to go to the next level, but they did. (laughs) There's timed events like massive multipliers for all your winnings and challenges like treasure hunts or money sprees that have fun new mini games. Plus, with tons of rewards to collect like stickers for trading with friends and hilarious emojis that are perfect for gloating, there's always a reason to dip back in. Yeah. Man, they cracked it, you know? They did. So join the fun. Download Monopoly Go now free on the App Store and Google Play. (laughs) We're going to check in with some listeners who've left messages for us. Maybe I can uh, hear their concerns, thoughts.
3: Let's do it. Uh, Will, if you wouldn't mind, play number fifteen. Mm,
2: fifteen. Hi, uh, my name's Joe, and I live in Hamilton, Ca- Canada. And I wanted to say how much I love Zona. Oh. I think she's funny. I think she's smart. Oh. I love when she sassed you um, in the gigolos mug bit back in 2013. Um, <laughs> and she has the best earrings. And my question for Conan is, uh, you give Sona a really hard time about her job, but can you tell us a story of when she, like, really saved your ass and just, like, went above and beyond? Love the podcast. Thank you so much, guys. Bye. I like
1: her.
0: That's, That's really sweet. sweet. Joe uh, from Hamilton, Canada. I like you, Joe. That's... Um, that's a very nice uh, stuff that you said about Sona. And your question is a really sweet and great question. And no. What? No, what? I, no I can't. <laughs> I can't think of one time that Sona's truly saved the day. I'll be honest with you. There have been countless times.
1: I was going to say that.
0: Yeah, I know. I was going to do it for you. You didn't trust me to actually do it? No,
1: I thought you were going to do a thing. And I, I was going to say there's too many. <sighs> ugh, don't Sorry. sneeze. There's, uh God. Sorry, I'm I got a sick. cold
0: coming back from Ghana. It's gross. To... No. I told it's... you I'm not well. Maybe I know, your...
1: your germs are all over the place. No,
0: no, no. I'm, I'm going that way and I'm taking care of it. Don't oh. worry. Oh. Sick. I work this really hard.
3: It's just the, the mist a of
0: it.
1: I know, we're all on the mist. We're all going to get sick because of this.
0: <laughs> no, I've had it for a while. Go ahead.
1: I really do think there's a lot of times. I am actually, listen. I know you make jokes, but I'm really, I know I'm good at my job. I don't need you to tell me that I'm good at my job because I know that I am.
0: Um, I think you've said it several times because you're insecure about whether or not you are good at I job. am. I think, I'll say this. I think that when the chips are down, you rise to the occasion and you do incredible things. I will say that. You can do anything when you put your mind to it. And there've been many times where the chips have been down and you've risen to the occasion and you've done heroic duty. I think when things kind of settle down, maybe yeah. you let things fall through the cracks because what the heck? You only, you know, right?
1: I guess is that a fair assessment? I think I think it, I do a good job, especially when it matters. And I think generally speaking, I'm good at what I do.
0: Yeah, and then there are times.
1: No, not really I'm taking
0: <laughs> you know what I love I'm taking a question about list the times when Sona's really saved the day, and I'm steering it towards the times that you really have yeah, I
1: know I can see what you're doing,
0: and I'm good at it but no I no, know. you do a you do a a, a great job uh, I think there have been times where i mean there have been times where I've been ill and you've jumped into action and managed to find me medicines and stuff when we're like in a foreign country. Mm -hmm. Uh, I I, I think you've done that several times.
1: When we travel, I'm really on it.
0: Yeah, we'll be in a foreign country and I'll just, uh, you know, Mm -hmm. be under the weather or need some kind of medication or something and you'll disappear into the streets of Cairo and Mm -hmm. come back with this amazing potion that saves the day.
1: Yeah, but when you do get to a point in your life when you're much older and you can't take care of yourself, I will not stick around. You are. (laughs) No.
0: You are going to carry me to the toilet Oh my God. No, that's not happening. Yes, you will. The
1: moment you cannot physically take care of yourself, I am out of here.
0: You will carry me to the toilet in two years.
1: No. (laughs)
0: In 2 years you will carry me to the toilet because I will have reached a certain age. <laughs> well actually it won't be my age so much as my attitude. Oh, I just it's, will become just willful <laughs> it will just be it's will it's called willful incontinence. <laughs> I'm I'm just going to decide I'm just going to decide I've done enough in life. Uh, <laughs> enough of me walking to the toilet. So
1: not carry me. No. Uh, no, I no I won't do that.
0: Can you think of any specific examples of when you really saved the day?
1: Uh, so
3: speaking of that, of you taking care of him and bringing food and medicine, let's play uh, Voicemail 24, Well, Hey, Conan. This is Sean. I want to know, what is your favorite Armenian food? Thanks. Love the podcast. Hey, Sean.
0: Uh, I'm glad you're enjoying the podcast. Uh, I did. I, I, we took a trip to... Armenia, Sona and I, it's one of the travel specials that we shot. We had a really great time. I remember they have a lot of dried fruit. Yeah. That's very good.
1: Dried apricot.
0: Dried apricot. And then is it pomegranate? Mm. Dried, crushed, or is it dried pomegranate?
1: I think, I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sorry. You
0: don't know? I don't. Well, you could just say dried fruit. It's basically, they make really good fruit roll-ups. Yeah. Ooh, and they've been those. making them for like 7,000 years.
1: Mm-hmm. There's like nuts in them and they're smashed. <coughs> but also there's just a lot of kebabs.
0: A lot of kebabs. A lot of
1: barbecue.
0: Yeah, I would say the, the grilled meats, uh, the kebabs they made might be the best. Mm-hmm. I liked the kebabs and I liked the uh, the dried fruit. The only thing that I did notice is that after a while people kept presenting me with, rolled up dried fruit. It was Mm -hmm. really great. And then I remembered one guy saying, have I got something for you? And he made me walk like 600 yards and go up a long staircase (laughs) and go through into different rooms. And then he finally led me to a room that had some dried fruit in it. And I I didn't have the heart to tell him, you're the 700th person to give me dried fruit.
1: A lot of, uh, yeah. And there's a lot of meat in there. I mean, my grandpa was a butcher since he was 12. And now, I some remember- people
0: say my grandpa was a butcher and it means their grandpa was a horrible murderer. <laughs> no. Yeah, like my grandfather was a butcher. But, I mean, he really was a butcher. He murdered. Oh, he murdered indiscriminately until he was overpowered by the constables. <laughs> but um, but yours was a, bu- a legitimate butcher, you a man who- may have
1: murdered, but no, but Dede was an actual butcher. Yeah, he was and, an actual yeah. butcher who
0: may or may not have murdered outside of his job. What may- do you call him? Dede? Dede. Dede. Dede.
1: D- Yaya and Dede.
0: Yaya and Dede. Where have you been, man? <laughs> <laughs> it's not- <clears throat> Yes. <clears throat> Grandpapa yeah. and grandmother. Yeah, yeah. No, no, no. Yes.
3: No. Gra- mm. Grandma and grandpa.
0: Yeah, right. In your home, grandma and grandpa, now grandmother and grandpapa. I'm here with my feather duster to get the to get the. Yeah, where is it I'm here with my feather duster to to wipe off your oil portraits. I hope I inherit them one day. I do. And live up to the great name of Goarly.
3: And I fell off a cliff.
0: Yeah, you always fall off a cliff at the end of the episode. Ugh. Uh, but no, you call it's Dede
1: Dede, and when we were young I just remember going to his house And he had a skinned lamb Whoa On a spit in the backyard Yeah And we
3: Like eyeballs still it. intact?
1: The whole thing, whole thing. there Yeah, oh, wow Yeah his
3: yeah. boss
1: It was, boss. And it
3: was it in was the it
1: backyard it? in like their house in Van Nuys Did, Did you yeah, say this?
3: it was boss? It
1: was boss it was pretty boss Oh wow. yeah.
3: yeah It was cool
0: It's pretty cool to have a, a Dede, if you will Yeah uh, who can skin a calf Yeah Or a sheep Or a goat What was the strangest thing you ever saw him skin?
1: I don't I've, It's not like I was in his butcher shop Watching him skin animals No, I don't I mean but what do he do
0: with the skins?
1: I have no idea
0: Isn't it true that you kids used to put them on sometimes in run around the neighborhood?
1: <laughs> put on skins well, of animals? Yeah
0: Leather face
1: and run around the neighborhood sure. in Los Angeles. Yeah, and
0: saying, "Look at me, I'm a lamb. Boo, I'm a lamb." You—that's what you want Halloween. Oh, here comes some kids. Whoa, kid, what are you wearing? Boo, I'm a baby lamb. <laughs> <laughs> now give me some raisinets.
1: It's weird.
0: I know. I, I like I said. I just got off a flight. I'm feeling a little out of it.
3: Yeah. What did you dress up as for Halloween when you were a kid?
0: I remember once my mom and she meant well, but you know, when you're, you're little, they go off and they get you, um, you know, there's, there was the plastic m- mask oh, yeah. and the, uh, the sort of aprony, the vinyl, n- vinyl, yeah, nylon thing you put I mean, on those had a that, name. that uh, and so if you were Captain America, it would, I, mean, I mean, if you were Spider-Man, it would be a plastic Spider-Man mask and then just a, a tie on smock that sort of, Evoked the Spider-Man. Yeah, Man it wasn't the
3: costume, it was like a picture of Spider-Man yes. on your chest. Whatever. Yeah.
0: It was it was all yeah. kind of those were costumes back in the day. Yeah. And I know my mom once, uh, she didn't she was responsible for getting us our Halloween costumes because we were just kids. She picked them out pretty arbitrarily and she gave me mine, and it was Uncle Sam. <laughs> <laughs> and let me point out it was Uncle Sam uh, at like the height of Vietnam. <laughs> Vietnam War, (laughs) Watergate, Uh, disillusionment uh, with government.
3: uh, And I remembered walking around the
0: neighborhood. You might as well have gone as Barry Goldwater. I know. Oh, God. I went around as the symbol (laughs) of everything people had lost hope in. Oh, and my oh, poor mom. My poor mom. Oh my of course, God. I bitched about it, and I just thought, you know she had six kids. What and were the other
3: kids that year? So who was this whole gang? I want to picture the whole gang.
0: I don't. I mean, I'm just. I, I don't Uncle, remember. I think uh, Uncle Uncle was, Sam, Luke was Luke was Nixon. Luke was <laughs> Nixon. Neil was Haldeman. Uh, uh,
3: Justin, Justin
0: was Ehrlichman. Uh, oh you know, it was uh, it was a pretty. Uh, uh. Kate was Jimmy Hoffa. Uh, yeah, it was a rough time.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I would have killed to see that
0: Yeah, it was it was rough all around But yeah, that was uh, that was me back in the day
3: mm. All right, well, we've talked about Armenian food We've talked about nice things Sona did And Uncle Sam, that's all the things you need to cover in a podcast, I think
0: I think we have touched on If you listen to this podcast again carefully You'll realize that uh, there's a touchstone for every major issue it's ever faced humanity yeah. and uh every emotion that's ever been felt. That's right. This this is basically the canon of all of Shakespeare's works <laughs> uh in <laughs> this in this one podcast today, but you have to listen very carefully for all the themes we touch on.
3: Yeah, they're there. I want to see you in that costume so bad.
0: Uncle Sam, yeah. Did you was, have a little, like yeah. a
3: white tufty beard on the mask? No, no, it was,
0: it? it was just, it was made of plastic. The yeah, whole thing was a yeah. molded plastic Uncle Sam face with- a little white beard and then an Uncle Sam uh, and I think I had an American flag a uh, smock and then an American flag to like wave around and I was walking around the streets literally while people in the background were burning their draft cards
3: <laughs> and you have to picture these costumes they were like culottes they only went down to your shins yeah they weren't full length no but they were a onesie like a yeah and I just understood I was
0: completely naked underneath it was like a it was like a surgical gown so you could see my ass
3: now that's America you could
0: see uh, it looked like Uncle Sam on his way to a colonoscopy <laughs> So it was, uh, it was a rough time for me and for America. But you know what? We both got through it. We both flourished. And we've both never been better off than we are now. <laughs> make America great again. <laughs> Why did you make it political?
3: <laughs> Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend with Sonam of Sessian and Conan O'Brien as himself. Produced by me, Matt Gorley. Executive produced by Adam Sachs and Jeff Ross at Team Coco. And Chris Bannon and Colin Anderson at Earwolf. Special thanks to Jack White for the theme song. Incidental music by Jimmy Vivino. Our supervising producer is Aaron Blair, and the show is engineered by Will Beckton. You can rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts, and you might find your review featured on a future episode. Got a question for Conan? Call the Team Coco hotline at 323-451-2821 and leave a message. It, too, could be featured on a future episode. And if you haven't already, please subscribe to Conan O'Brien Needs a Friend on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are downloaded. This has been a Team Coco production in association with Earwolf.